0: Hello, listener. Thanks for joining us on Beyond Distribution with GTDC Podcast. This episode was recorded during our EMEA Vendor Summit last month and features two very well-known Lenovo executives in the channel. Ralph Jordan, who is the Vice President of Channels for EMEA, and Irene Acedo Rico, EMEA Executive Director of Sales, Enterprise Business Group. Frank asks our guests about their thoughts on AI and data center expansion the circular economy, and what they believe will be the key drivers to fuel hardware sales in EMEA, and most importantly, the role that the distributors continue to play in delivering value in the market. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to check out previous episodes on your platform of choice or by visiting our website at www.gtdc.org. Thanks for listening.
1: Welcome everybody to the latest uh, episode of uh, Beyond Distribution, uh, GTDC podcast. And I'm thrilled today uh, to be coming from our uh, AMIA Summit uh, in Amsterdam. And I've got two folks with me that uh, you're really going to enjoy uh, listening to. Uh, first is Rolf Jordan, vice president of channels AMIA for Lenovo. And with Ralph is Irene Acido Rico. I yeah. Hope I did that right. <laughs> yes. I mean, close enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, who is the executive director of uh, enterprise sales for uh, for uh, Lenovo? So welcome. So you know, as we get started, Ralph, you know, you and I are old friends. We worked together at uh, Dell for <laughs> you know a few years, and uh, it's really great seeing you again. And obviously, y- you know, you've moved on to a new, exciting role. Uh, tell us a little bit about you know your background in the channel and also, you know, your role today at uh, Lenovo.
2: Okay, let's say starting <laughs> maybe with a role. Yeah, yeah? Because I, I joined Lenovo just September last year yep. to basically run the channel for EMEA and as well specifically to, tra- to support the transformational journey that we're on. Yeah? Yep. Because at the end of the day, obviously coming from the number one in the PC, now as well, focusing a lot on growing in the data center, growing in our service and solution space. And at the end of the day, it's a big transformational task that we are on. Mm-hmm. It's a very exciting time, and that was as well for me the reason to say yes. It's a great opportunity. Um, maybe to my background, quite long industry veteran. Yeah, yeah. yeah. started 89 um, within IBM. Was then 2005 part of the acquisition of the PC business of IBM by Lenovo. Um, worked within Lenovo for seven, eight years up to 2011 and as you know then had a short break and I'm now finally back. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, back to the light. Well, they're, they're lucky to have you because obviously, you know, having worked with you, uh, I know your, certainly your level of commitment, um, but you know the channel. And, and you know the role, and so I think it's a really good move for both you Now, and...
2: regardless of the job that I have had, basically, from the start, I was always involved in different roles with go-to-market and channel. Yep. I, as well, I strongly believe into the channel model, yeah? so, saw the benefits over the years, saw as well the challenges and opportunities from time to time, but I'm really a channel guy. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, that's great. I
3: mean, and I'm a channel girl as well, so, <laughs> so so I joined Lenovo already eight years when Lenovo bought System X from from System, from System IBM, yep. so I am also an ex-IBMer uh, and always has been uh, selling on the hardware side in IBM times and now in Lenovo uh, and always very close to the channel, so always being responsible for either channel sales or enterprise and SMB sales, uh, but really channel is on the on oh my, my heart, but it's also on the core of the Lenovo strategy, and this is what I love the most. And uh, now working with Ralph, and as Ralph is commenting, we are in this middle of this transformation, uh, which is uh, transformation of the company, of our company, you know, yeah. moving towards solutions and services-led. Uh, and um, and I think that uh, interesting times. And a lot of fresh ideas coming from Ralph that we are, you know, really uh, executing. So so that's yeah, that's great. really good.
1: Um, so obviously there's a lot to talk about in terms of what you guys have been doing, where you're going, etc. cetera. But one of the things that strikes me, having spent a little bit of time here in Europe, uh, certainly as part of GTDC, is Europe seems to be in the forefront of a lot of the ESG initiatives that are out there, you know, whether it's sustainability, whether it's you know more of the, um, you know more of the social, you know kinds Absolutely. of things. I mean, last year, you know, for example, you participated in a panel that we had about you know kind of women in 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 IT, you know, even more specifically, women in distribution. Which and it was very clear from that panel that um, while intentions are all good, we need to do more. Right, And I know yes. you're involved and I know certainly Lenovo is. Talk a little bit about that and yeah. your view and what, what
3: you're so, doing. Yeah, so, so for us, diversity and inclusion is on the on the core of our strategy. And, and I really mean it. Mm-hmm. I, we, we can leave it, all of us together, in, yeah. in, in, in Lenovo. So uh, we are very much on making sure that we have... We like the word inclusion so we don't only look into gender but also age and i think it's very important in our industry and the more you know we grow and we expand our business we want to get young talent into the into this uh, uh, into the organization for sure, um, because they are coming with fresh ideas. The reality is that uh, our customers are more on the age of the job than on our age, and therefore I think that bringing this mindset, this way of you know uh, doing business, because in front of our customers we have you know uh, people talking their language. For sure, women in tech is a big topic in mm. Lenovo. We yeah. take it absolutely seriously, since you know we are collaborating with the schools, with universities. The truth is that whenever we are hiring uh, new talent, young or senior, it's very difficult to get women on yeah. the pipeline. Yeah. So in Lenovo, we have some policies, like for instance, when we are going to hire, we need to have always in the pipeline uh, at least one woman. And many times it's difficult to find these. these uh, sure. Uh, So I think that there is a lot of things to do still and um, All of us are ambassadors of this culture starting by YY, our CEO. So we really believe that uh, diversity and inclusion makes us stronger and Absolutely representing the you know the.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny the world I didn't realize it but all three of us at some point worked for IBM yeah, and and the thing that I would tell you is you know having worked for IBM you know, at a very early age, it kind of set the foundation for you know how I thought about, um, you know, the work environment and, and inclusion and those types of things. And you guys will remember this. You know, with IBM, you know, it was we had create was basically an edict which was respect for the individual, right? And you 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 thought like that, you you operated like that, and I think it was a very positive foundation. And so when a lot of the discussion started about Inclusion and diversity and things like that. My attitude at the time was, well, geez, that's always Natural. been the case. Because it's always was like that in IBM. Now, obviously, there's pockets of where maybe it didn't yeah. work, but I always felt like that was the the case. But what I have come to realize is to the exact point that you made, if you don't make the effort, you know, in other words, if you don't make that extra effort to ensure that, you know, in the interview process there is, there are acceptable candidates, uh, you know, from all areas, Um, you're not really doing what you should be doing. And so you kind of have to force the issue a little bit. And I think that's what you're yes. describing here yes right?
3: yes um. and and uh, when we are looking for young talent there is amazing woman that they are maybe graduates yeah. but they come with a lot of you know um, open minded now we are you know investing heavily on artificial intelligence yeah. which is something very how do i say sophisticated but we are looking into graduates and in some countries we are really getting amazing uh, girls, yeah. because this is very young talent, yeah, sure. um, that are for sure, you know, bringing uh, a point of view that, um, that I mean, it's where we are learning. Yeah. But the more important thing, the most important thing for, for us in Lenovo is that part of our culture is people first. Mm-hmm. So this is more than just diversity and inclusion. This is the respect for the individual that mm-hmm. we all of us learn in IBM. But in yeah. Lenovo, all of us are really very much focused on, you know, making sure that we invest in our people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For but whatever. I believe it's as well important that, let's say, if you are like a global operating company, you as well carry global responsibility. Yep. Yeah. So and let's say when you you mentioned earlier that some of the ESG topics are maybe driven out of Europe, um, some markets within Europe, I believe, started very fast in the Nordics, as an example. But at the end of the day, it's important for all of us, regardless of where we are sitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and. Obviously, as a company taking that responsibility, we are as well heavily focused on our reduction of our emissions. Let's say we we managed to get last year, I believe as one of the first companies, by the science-based target initiative, our plan approved to be basically net zero by 2050. Mm. We spend in the company, and we see that as well within our markets, basically a lot of thinking and activities around how does circular economy really works. And obviously it starts with a vendor, but a vendor alone is not capable of addressing it. You need the entire value chain, you need to work together with your channel in a tier two world, with your distributor and your channel partners to ultimately address. So when you look into the way how we are designing in the meantime our products, we are really thinking about, basically, design, use and reuse. Mm -hmm. So and you see that in a lot of aspects. You see that on the component that we use, you see that on the packaging that we use, you see that on the transportation that we use. And then it's as well the work together with the channel in order to identify where are the opportunities. Because on the one hand side, it's a responsibility to help our planet, but at the same time, there's as well business opportunity inside. Yeah. There's on the one hand side, really, you, and you see and you know that we have some markets within Europe that are starting to basically force reused products and tenders. Mm-hmm. France is an example of that. So and for that you need to have answers. And if you don't play, it's a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when... And you might know about the, the circle that we... The circle is a brand name that we have for bringing partners together to work on circular economy, we are realizing, as well, new revenue streams. We are seeing new opportunities by doing so, yeah? So, and I think that's the that's responsibility that we carry.
1: Yeah, uh, totally, and, you know, it's really interesting. So, last year, you know, at this event, one of the things that we do is we hold a leadership meeting for all the senior, you know, distribute distributor executives, mm-hmm. and we do it, you know, the day before the session. It's a four-hour meeting and discuss a lot. One of the things we talk about um, is um, is our initiatives and what should we be focused on, what kinds of things should we invest in, etc. And of course, Ralph has been part of our VAC for a long time, our Vendor Advisory Council, and from a vendor standpoint, he's provided input into that. Anyway, we walked out of that meeting last year, and it was really clear that sustainability had to be a major focus, right? Sustainability as part of the ESG, overall ESG initiatives. And so we went out, we hired PWC, who's got a really good practice in this area, and we've started an initiative. And the the initial, the beginning idea was just to develop the dialogue, right, Mm -hmm. to your point, to have the the circular economy, if you will, to have the, Distributors first talk to each other, right, and, and talk to each yeah. other about what they're right. doing and what it's important to them and why, et cetera. And then we expanded, it, obviously, to the um, to the vendor community. And now, certainly, Lenovo was part of the group uh, that that is part of our you know work mm-hmm. effort. Um, and then we also brought in some of the regulatory you know inputs, right, because the EU is certainly imposing lots of restrictions. So even if it wasn't the right thing to do from the planet and from the environment standpoint, it's something you're gonna have to do anyway because the EU's gonna dictate it, right? And, And what we're realizing is this is a really important set of initiatives and it is being driven out of Europe because I can tell you in North America while there's discussion around it,
3: It's It's, not as hot as No,
0: it's
1: not nearly as advanced.
3: Here, there is no an RFP, that there is no, uh, you know, a statement on sustainability. So you have to be there. So every RFP has one? Absolutely. Every single country in Europe. Wow. Every single country. And as Ralph is saying, we have to do this with our community of partners. So we have this Lenovo 360 circle where we are, you know, working together on, on you know, being part of the yeah. uh, circular economy chain yeah. together, it's, absolutely, yes. Yeah, the, 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 for instance, and in Lenovo, we take this absolutely seriously. We, you know, we open our factory in uh, in Budapest, Ulo, uh, for servers and for PCs. Um, and it's really built up with this concept. So all the electricity comes from the sun. So really, really, you know, uh, mm. taking it, as a role model, I mean by example. So it's yeah. it's you know no that's great. It's it's, it's uh, clear and, and, that it's
1: not just look service. Yes. It's, it's, it's yes. Legit. That's yeah. good.
3: And we are s- discovering new new services, so that's very good as well. Yeah, <laughs> so, totally. Yes.
1: Yeah. Good. Well, now let's transition a little bit. So certainly, you know, the IT community in Amia has has worked. Through, I mean, globally, obviously, the IT. Uh, marketplace has had seen a number of challenges, right? Macroeconomic things, you know, inflation, wars. I mean, there's been a lot of things that have happened over the last, you know, 18 months or so, uh, very challenging. But we're working through a variety of challenges. But, but, so talk to me a little bit about, Rolf, you know, your kind of view on kind of where we are today, what kinds of challenges you're still seeing, and what are the opportunities, right? In other words, where, where do you, what are you excited about as, as we move forward from an opportunity standpoint?
2: Let's say when you, when you take a look to Lenovo, we are obviously operating the PC market. Yep. And we are as well more and more focusing on growing our data center yep. software and solutions business. Yep. Let's say the PC market right now as we speak is still in a tough environment. Yep. Consumer market is down year over year, commercial market is down year over year. But at the same time, I'm still, I'm confident that even in the PC market, we are going to see growth rates toward the end of the year. What is driving that is when you look into, for example, activation rates that are out there, Microsoft and others, I believe the the activation rate by far is not as low than what the shipment numbers would indicate. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, what you see right now in the market in EMEA is still that we are basically reducing inventories that has been built during the pandemic due to supply chain challenges, times of shipment, demand dropped, war came and all of that. And when you look as well into year over year compares, obviously we are getting into easier year over year compares toward the end of the year. So therefore, I do believe that there we are going to see recovery. On the other hand, and we are now talking about digitalization for years, the entire industry, but at the end of the day, it's driving projects. Mm-hmm. It's, dri- it's basically what companies need to do in order to stay competitive. Yep. So and that is as well then in return driving a lot of data center projects yeah, that we are benefiting from. Yeah. When you look into our global results last year, the share of our infrastructure business and services business as part of the total basically went up by seven points, now sitting at around 40%. Yeah, wow. Obviously, you can argue that's partly driven as well by the softness in the PC yes. market, yeah? but at the same time, I believe globally, we have seen growth rates in the data center environment of close to 40%, 37%, and in the services environment, close to 22%. Therefore, it's there's a lot of movement. Yeah? Yeah. On the other hand, there's not one, I believe, I.T. paper that you right now are able to open where you don't see A.I. Yeah. 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 So and obviously it's a hybrid right now. Yeah. But the, the possibilities that A.I. is able to give our op, our industry is massive. Mm. Yeah. I believe a lot of jobs will change. And I read recently, I don't know from whom, somebody who said, look, you don't need to be afraid that some that A.I. is taking your job but you need to be afraid that somebody who is leveraging AI is taking your job. (laughs) And I think that's a quite good statement, and I believe it as well drives a lot of very productive discussions that are happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yes. No, I was going to say that on the infrastructure solutions on the data center, uh, we have had very good uh, last two years, really, really good growing double digit. And we have a very clear strategy, which is we are on attack mode if i may say Mm -hmm. so what we call premium to market so we are number three on the marketplace and we want to repeat what we have done on the pc side pc is now number one and our, our ambition is to become number one on the marketplace. It's going to take time yeah. because we are number yeah. three, yeah. but steadily we are, you know, that's our strategy to acquire new customers, new solutions, new, uh, uh, for sure, go to market uh, in order to, to, to expand our business. So, so far, so good. And this year, even though the market, for sure, with everything that is happening in Europe and, and you know, the inflation, it's really tough Uh, but uh, we are going to close first quarter fiscal fiscal year for us Uh, again a double digit so which is Mm. really you know uh, our strategy so very much customer centric uh, very much solutions uh, solutions and software um, focus HPC, so high-performance computing, is our you know brand uh, where we are really number one at, at worldwide level in Europe, growing very, very good. Uh, but also very important, software-defined infrastructure, so everything around solutions is what we are putting the focus. H is going to be a new technology, and the beauty is that we are doing this with the channel. Yeah. because for Lenovo, you know we are a channel first channel global company. Yeah. so so we, we are doing this uh, because we we have the channel working with us.
1: Yep. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to bring, talk about that in a second. but before I do, one of the things that I find interesting as I'm talking to you about this, I'm thinking about um, sort of when you look at the the macro environment, what traditionally has happened when you've tried to look at growth in the in the IT space, it tends to follow
2: GDP. Pretty closely, right? With a premium to GDP. Yeah, absolutely. Yes.
1: Totally. And generally one and a half to two points above GDP, right? And if you look at the last twenty years, with maybe one one or two exceptions, it holds. Yes. So this year, at the beginning of the year, the idea was you know, GDP's two and a half or so, the IT industry is probably gonna grow, you know, four and a half to five, right? But within that, there was a huge gap between, you know, what I would call endpoint solutions and enterprise, you know, kind of products. And so the good news is you guys are playing in both those spaces, right? Because there was a time when you weren't, um, but you are, and therefore you can offset some of what you see as, you know, the lack of growth or in some cases even negative growth in in, in certain areas with double digit growth in others. Which balances the business and enables you to kind of look at it, you know, in a different way, and and move forward, which I think is really positive. True, you know, um, and what we're seeing, by the way, you know, it's kind of holding out. The first quarter numbers uh, overall were low, single digits overall growth, and you know we saw you know bad bad numbers in the in the endpoint solutions but really good numbers in the other areas. Mm -hmm. And to your point, Rolf, and I'll be interested in your thoughts going forward, you know, you guys are fairly optimistic in the second half. And I know there's a number of factors driving it, but is it things like, you know, the Microsoft refresh, you know, uh, sort of cycle, you know, public sector spending. Here in Europe, obviously, there's a lot of Capital being infused in the yeah, digital investment is a thing. Is it the things like that that are uh, driving your optimism for you know the future here?
2: At the end of the day, I believe it's a combination of nearly everything that you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Let's say we as well. When you when you look into let's say some movements in the industry, if you look into component cost, um, how that is doing. I believe we are. We are all of that seems to, for me, is an indication that we are have seen more or less a rock bottom, mm-hmm. and that we are really growing up. Yeah, let's say Windows refresh for sure will dr- will help to drive that. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, we are as well entering a kind of replenishment cycle of the COVID investments to yeah. a certain extent. Right. Yeah, right. so and again, maybe not every device, right. but am I convinced that we are going to still have bigger pc market than pre-covid the answer is yes yeah. completely yeah. yeah so and um, i think th- at the end that is what is driving that yeah mm. yeah i totally yeah.
3: agree and in the enterprise space for sure public sector is, is is going to be very relevant this year it has to start being very relevant this year yes. but i think that um industrial also there is plenty of investment coming to to europe yes. uh, there is plenty of uh, need to optimize whatever is their business models and artificial intelligence is really helping uh, all the edge computing uh, solutions are something that it's really you know at the demand of the of the of the customers and, and still cloud you know yeah. so moving from the high, from you know pri- private to public or back yeah. to private is, is really very important so i think that these are tendencies that are there still very strong It's, it's true that when you look into uh, idc or when you look into into context for mm. distribution sales, yep. Yep. Uh, I think that uh, little, they are a little bit pessimistic <laughs> what they are projecting for this year, because we really see the, the demand. Uh, it's true that uh, market is a little bit more tougher, so I cannot, be, I cannot uh, deny that, but we are seeing a super strong pipeline. So that's why I'm very optimistic that this year is going to be another year uh, of, of, yeah, of success.
1: And I think they would, I think, you know, context, obviously, you know, context here hmm. in, in hmm in Europe, we we spend a lot, we're one of our partners, and we spend a lot of time, I spent three hours with them yesterday afternoon, and yeah. you know they do a really good job of kind of laying out, from a forecasting standpoint, what they think is going to yes. happen. And then, you know, to their credit, they go back and say, hey, we it thought was it was going to do this, <laughs> yes. and it didn't, Thanks and here's God. why, yeah. and I give them a lot of credit for true, doing true,
3: true. that. Absolutely, yeah.
1: yes, and, yes. And they are getting more optimistic, um, and and I think that they do recognize um, the the opportunities for sure in the endpoint solution space but also the fact that the enterprise piece is going to continue to be you know positive and you yeah. guys are now playing in that in a big way mm-hmm. right and, yep. and so that's I think that's good you know you mentioned channel
0: and yes. you mentioned
1: you know that Lenovo is a channel first you know kind of a company and I certainly know that you know because I know the heritage you know going back to the you know, the days from when I was involved at IBM and the transition in. Um, and I also know that you have longstanding relationships with distribution.
0: Sure. And
1: um, of course that, you know, I'm partial to that and that that that's positive, but talk to me a little bit about that. Cause you know, Ralph, you for sure know as much about distribution and going to market through distribution as anybody, cause I worked with you for three years at Dell and I know that you know this space really well. What are your thoughts on, distribution today, the progress that they've made, the evolution you know that they've made over time and what are the things that we need to continue to do to ensure that they help you from a go-to-market standpoint?
2: I believe distribution has massively evolved over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, obviously has been as well forced to do that to a certain extent sure. to <laughs> stay well, relevant in our industry. Totally. <laughs> so and. What I see is as well that the discussions are changing. It's less about a vendor trying to sell something to a distributor. It's much more now talking about how can we process optimize? How do we basically go after new revenue streams? How do we go after certain sets of the channel? Yeah? Right. It's a more sophisticated work. It's a much more data-driven world. It's a much more process-driven world that we are now talking about. Whereas well, everybody of us who is involved needs to be able to adapt and learn, yeah, and change. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's the that is what I see as well happening within at least the mere distribution landscape, that the willingness to adapt, to change, to jointly learn, maybe as well to experiment jointly together, mm-hmm. is clearly a given. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. And for yeah. us, I mean, absolutely, it's on the core of our strategy because we need to expand our business by expanding enablement. And for this, we are using the, the distributors. It's a key cornerstone yeah. of our strategy. Yeah. So, uh, for instance, TrueScale, TrueScale is our as-a-service offering for PC and for data center. So we signed the first contract in the channel it has been signed here in Europe mm-hmm. with Arrow. We are leveraging Arrow Sphere to sell our you know, as-a-service. So. All these things and, and we are reaching you know new partners new and partners meaning resellers but MSPs but CSPs uh, you know different OISBs so really uh, we have uh, we see distributors the place that we gain get, get, get all together in front of customers So really really very important and as I said to very sophisticated solutions or offerings like our true scale. You know, yeah. we have now Arrow, we have uh, we have Arrow for sure. It was the first, but we have also Tech Data, we have Computer gross mm-hmm. and and Isole. really and also, mm-hmm. and we are really uh, because for us, all that we do is always channel driven, yeah. channel thinking. Yeah. And now, for sure, our as a service offering uh, had to be channel, and and that's a reality. So so th- that's distribution for us.
1: You know, one of the things, and you know, Ralph, and kind of in closing. You, you mentioned that distribution has evolved massively, right, that's the term you use, and, and I say that all the time, I talk about it. I'm, I do it in the context of 30 years, <laughs> and you know, but, but you know, one of the things that I've clearly observed is, you know, prior to the pandemic, there was a lot of discussion about, oh, di- distribution is being disintermedi- disintermediated, what is the value of distribution going forward, you know, as we get into the SaaS world and cloud and, and, and then pandemic hit and all of a sudden people realized, Oh, I guess there is a value in distribution because out of all of the supply chains in all of the different industries, this one continued to work. And my premise is it continued to work because the distributors had excellent relationships with the vendors. And we're able to utilize you know 40 years of working together absolutely. to get keep product flowing right and for the most part it continued until we ended up with you know some chip shortages and things like that that caused you know some issues
2: you agree with that or let's say absolutely but i, I wouldn't nail it down just to the supply chain element yeah because of what we have seen as we believe in the pandemic time is as well as the intimacy that distributors have built up over years. And let's say, when you you are struggling, when you have problems, you think about, okay, look, where do you go? And I believe in a lot of places we have seen that specifically partners went to their distributors. They basically, the ones that have been able to grow them over the last 20 years, where there was trust in the system, and I believe as well, distribution have played during that time a very, very important role, as well in the intimacy to their end users to the yes. channels. Yep,
1: yeah, yes. totally. And you mentioned yes. an important word, trust. Trust. Absolutely. And that's built up over a lot of years. Yeah.
3: Right. I, I like to say that we passed pandemic together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really supporting totally. each other, and, and absolutely. Right. And, and, and as Ralph was saying, they were really super relevant for us to you know to succeed with an amazing pc results that uh, we have had
1: i couldn't agree more well look this was great i really appreciate you guys taking time out of your schedule first of all to come to our event secondly to talk to us and to our audience because i think what you're doing is really important and i think you know the industry in general but certainly the industry and the folks in the media are very interested in what's happening and what you're doing so Thank you for your time, we really appreciate it. And as well,
2: thanks for the invite, yep. uh, Frank, and I believe it's as well important, let's say, an organization like yours, yeah, I believe has as well the ability to really help us to tackle the big problems. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Because if we take all of the, what we started to talk about, ESG initiatives, at the right. end of the day, we need collectively to address that, and I believe a body like yours is able or is enabling us to do that. Yeah. Huh? Well good. Well we are, we're working hard at it. That's for sure. So <laughs> thank so you. So thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It. Thanks Ring.